You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: the roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hope you had a fabulous Turkey Day and uh, you're on your way to a great holiday weekend with all the college rivalries this weekend and the NFL coming up on Sunday and just a great time to be with family and friends. And again, I hope yesterday was a great one for you. This podcast is brought to you by New Works Plumbing of Sacramento. For your plumbing needs and repairs, they've got a fix for you. And they are available around the clock 24-7. Just go to newworksplumbing.com. Locally owned for over 20 years. New Works Plumbing. Again, N-E-W-W-R-X-Plumbing.com. Don't forget, as I said, they are available to you 24-7. Newworksplumbing.com, N-E-W-W-R-X-Plumbing.com. Well, a couple of days ago, uh, a guy that I really enjoy talking with, he's been on my radio show when I was on in Sacramento several times, uh, Seth Everett. He's uh, done a lot of NBC Sports radio work. Uh, he follows all sports. He's a very interesting conversation. And I thought today, kind of a slow day, the day after Thanksgiving, I would share the conversation that I had with him just a few days ago on No Filter Network. My guest on the show today, a guy that I have absolutely loved talking sports with over the years. He is the host and owner of Sports with Friends and Hall of Justice. And we talk about everything. Seth Everett, how are you, sir? Oh, Grant, it's good to see you, man. How you been? I am doing good. Uh, first of all, before we get going, tell me what the host of these shows are. What's the format of what you do? Well, they're podcasts that I created back in uh, 2015. Uh, Sports with Friends has a unique history in that originally it was going to be a podcast. I was going to do something like a from the press box kind of thing. And then I was trying to do uh, recreate a radio show that I used to do with the late, great Daryl Hamilton. Daryl uh, played 13 years in the big leagues. When he retired from MLB, he was my broadcast partner. So we did a radio show that was one of uh, – that also became a podcast too. So we were going to try to create that. And then in June of 2015, he was killed. Um, and it changed. And I wasn't going to do it. And people said – well, you should still do a podcast. And I said, well, if I'm going to do a podcast, I want to talk to my friends. And so my mother was obsessed with the game Words with Friends. So I said, okay, I'll call it Sports with Friends. And, you know, we're, we're 300 episodes plus. Um, 
you know, the show does really well. It's, it's, it's just an honor to be able to talk to friends and I got to get you on the podcast soon. And, and, and that's what it is. It's a weekly chat uh, with friends. The Hall of Justice is different. Um, created around the same time, what I was doing was I was freelancing at a bunch of Comic-Cons. Uh, I was working Comic-Cons and I noticed that there are so many writers, artists, actors, uh, directors, people in the genre of the superhero fandom that are grown-ups, that are adults. And so I wanted to do a show at the time. Now there's a lot of copycat podcasts, but the Hall of Justice at the time was what is a show that can be about Superman and Batman and Star Wars, but have the gravitas that I brought to sports journalism? And could you do that? And the idea of the name was from the old cartoon from the 70s, the Super Friends. And the slogan is, if you're old enough to know what the Hall of Justice is, you're our demographic. So it's a, a clear message to who we're talking to there. And it's not just nostalgia. We talk about current things, but we do it with the, with, with the, with the knowledge that the people listening are not 15. And that's, that's kind of the target. So there are two podcasts that I just, they're my passion projects. And now that we have good audiences, we have sponsors and things like that, it's become a job where it originally was a hobby. You're a huge baseball fan. You love talking baseball. And mm. a couple of things I want to hit at you here. Well, you're I mean, a huge... I, 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 look, I owe, I owe a lot to baseball. I, I yes. cannot call myself a current baseball. Okay, but my point is you follow the sport. You yes. have a lot of good ideas. So let me let me back up, okay? okay. You, a couple of things. Uh, I personally hate the way the game is played. And I also forgot what a luxury it was living on the West Coast and being able to watch the end of games. You know, yeah. watching the playoffs here on the East Coast in the World Series, honestly, I had a very difficult time because none of the games end before midnight. Again, another issue I see with baseball. So let's talk about some of the problems with sure. baseball. I, As I said, I don't like the way the game is played now. What about you? Well, you know, I think what, what happens is we kind of loop together – all of the issues facing baseball. I think there's two fundamental uh, problems. Uh, one's on the field, one's off the field. The on the field one is the swings and misses. It's just, it's too many strikeouts. Um, you could argue that it was created because of the implementation of the shift. And people learn through advanced analytics that if you, you know, if you saw a hitter that was trying to just hit for a base hit, there is probably over an 80% chance of him hitting it. You could put players exactly where that guy is. That's how the shift got created. So mm -hmm. then uh, hitting coaches changed their strategies, and they introduced something called launch angle. And for your audience, what launch angle is, it's the arc in which the ball goes through your body. It goes across your body as you're swinging. The idea is, is if the launch angle is is in the right position you will when you make contact drive the ball over the shift so it'll go in the gap it'll hopefully go over the fence the problem then becomes is you're not going to make contact as often because what they're teaching is launch angle over contact and so what that leads to is a lot of swings and misses an exorbitant amount of strikeouts and what you've seen the domino effect of that is it's taken base running out of the game, it's taken defense out of the game, it's just become, and then the the scouts have said, 
Well, the only way we can, can fight fire with fire is we have to bring in guys that throw 99, 98 miles an hour. And even though there is a sex appeal to that, the problem is it's, they're a dime a dozen. There's no junk baller anymore. There's no uh, slider guy. There's no guy that can get you out with an 88-mile-an-hour curveball. And so what's happened is everybody's the same. Mm-hmm. And there's no originality. And that leads to the off-the-field issue, which is these players today are not marketable. Um, it doesn't matter how good they are. You know, Juan Soto is a great talent. Ronald Acuna is a great talent. You couldn't pick these guys out of a lineup. No way. And and no one knows. And, and it's not you or me. It's It's no one can. I couldn't. And so in a sport where we're having – shorter attention spans or in a society where we have shorter yeah. attention spans the idea that a game is just longer but it's not the long the length my last point is no one said that avengers endgame which was three hours long said oh my god i wish that movie was two and a half no they fans were saying i wish it was four hours uh, it was so compelling the problem is is that pace of play is so painstakingly slow, and then these games go on into the hours of the night, and it's just not hooking you. Bullpens, here, here, here's a stat. Bullpens are designed such that if you are trailing after the sixth inning, there is only a 14% chance that you're going to come back and win. So if I told you of any sport, you know, you have history with the NBA. I'm a big NHL fan. We both love the NFL. If I said to you, you could only watch a half hour of sports tonight, you're you're working so hard, I'm only allowing you to watch 30 minutes of sports. In all the other three sports, you would choose the end. You would say, give me the fourth quarter. Give yes. me the end of the fourth quarter of the, of the NBA. But in baseball, if your team's losing 4-1, the chance of you coming back is so small that you're not compelled to watch. So the mm-hmm. idea is the first inning should not be the most compelling inning. And so all of it is just a mess. And I don't think because, you know, we're not spring chickens anymore, I don't think it's going to die in our lifetime, but I don't think it's going to live long. Dusty Baker, is he the Andy Reid of baseball before Andy won a Super Bowl with Kansas City? Well, Dusty Baker, I have a a problem uh, breaking down because I have an immense bias. Uh, Dusty uh, gave the eulogy at my best friend's funeral. He will always be a very, very special human being. He's the guy who took me under his wing when Daryl died and helped me get the strength to go back and actually attend ballgames again. Um, I I was really messed up in 2015, and... Uh, Dusty really helped that. Um, I just thought that with the controversy and the cheating scandal that was surrounding Houston, the Astros situation was so toxic. Uh, the the front office, they were all a bunch of punks. And what Dusty brought was class and dignity. I didn't care if he won. I don't think he did either. He wanted to win. But I thought the bottom line was he was just going to hold his chest out and represent with class and dignity. And so for me, in Dusty, we trusty. I want. I was rooting for Dusty. I'm always going to root for him. I don't care if he's managing a little league team. He's just a great guy. That's very well said. Very well said. 
You said you were a huge hockey fan. I know you couldn't go to the game the other night. A lot of games were postponed. Now COVID is starting to rise again. I don't have a crystal ball any more than you do. We saw that the NFL is coming out with new COVID protocols for after the Thanksgiving holiday. I think the number of infections were the most that they've been since, uh, well, since the pandemic started from the period October 31st to November 15th. I'm talking about the NFL, but we're seeing games in the NHL. Look into your crystal ball. Do you think we're going to have a huge problem again? And let's let's specifically concentrate right now on the NHL to see that going on already. And we're not even at Thanksgiving. It's very alarming to me. Well, it's one team. And it's one team. And a bunch of their players were vaccinated. Only a couple were not. There were only four guys. Uh, and I think it's now three. There are only three players in the NHL unvaccinated. I think that's, that's really important. Um, I think... You know, the NFL, 6% of the NFL is unvaccinated. That's where you're going to get your problem. Um, they're two isolated situations, so let's treat them differently. I don't think the NHL has a massive COVID problem. Um, the NHL uh, has wonderful protocols in place. This was a fluke thing, and what they did was really smart. They canceled those games. Uh, what I wonder is whether or not when they're going to play them, make them up. The schedule is so hard, and the NHL – has the best competitive balance of any sport. Every night you're fighting for your playoff life. And, you know, New Jersey and New York uh, were both uh, impacted by this, not to say the Ottawa Senators were uh, as well. So I just wonder when you're going to play these games. I know there's an Olympic break uh, that they're planning, but there's also talk about a potential U.S. boycott of the Olympics. Um, but the NHL would still have to shut down because there's so many international players that would go to the Olympics. There, it's just, it's very complicated. Um, the NFL situation, the NFL has basically for two years said COVID be dead. Uh, they don't care. And their ratings are phenomenal. Their games have been phenomenal this year. This has been a really entertaining NFL season. What I didn't like that the NFL is doing is making different rules for different people. I, I, I don't, like that it, you either have your rules or you don't and for the people who are saying you know this is about aaron Rodgers, the fine that they gave him was a drop in the bucket the joke that joke right and i saw joe flacco yesterday coming out with a mask yes and he was not on a lot of active rosters i don't know how they were enforcing mask rules for him he admitted he's unvaccinated too i it, i don't understand it i don't understand the logic i don't you know, we've done a lot of research and, you know, I've heard all the misgivings about the vaccine and they've all been debunked. You know what I mean? In the beginning, I was hesitant too. I, I, I didn't run to get it. I wasn't the first one. Um, I wanted to see how it went. It's just like I don't download the iPhone updates the, the minute they come out. I, I wait to see what are the bugs, you know, I wanted to see. But once you saw the effectiveness of the vaccine, I got it. My kids have gotten. My little one just got vaccinated. Um, that's that's important. And for these idiots to just, you know, hold out. Um, Jerry Jones, who says a lot of dumb things, said very, very eloquently, we're in sports. And yes, there's individual rights and individual choices. And everyone has their individual freedoms. But in sports, it's supposed to be we first. And your actions are going against the team. And once I heard that, I said, if you are a football player that's dedicated to your craft, get a goddamn shot. The last time that you and I spoke, I believe, was at the 
beginning of the pandemic, it was in May of 2020. And where you live in New Jersey, you were talking to me about what it was like in your area. And of course, you were in the hotbed of COVID infections in the New York metropolitan area. What was that experience like? If I can take you back to the spring of 2020 and living really in the epicenter of where the pandemic was. It was uh, very alarming. Um, I'm not an alarmist person. And what I couldn't understand is I was going on radio stations around the country and people were calling me a coward and people were calling me this. All I said was, if you want COVID, take a walk around my block. The kid across the street, kid, I mean, they're grown adults here. Um, The guy across the street from me, uh, two houses down, they both had COVID. Uh, There was a heart surgeon down my block. He had COVID and they were all hospitalized. And what was happening was um, we were only going for walks. That was the only uh, things we were doing. I was talking about getting rid of one of my cars. We we weren't driving anywhere. Luckily, uh, what I realized back in May, June of the summer, um, I decided to upgrade my home studio. I, you know, I, I, I upgraded everything here. And that was important because as long as we were going to be broadcasting this way, I, I wanted to be able to do it. That That's, to me, how it should happen. What, what bothered me was the people who weren't taking it seriously. I hated the toxicity on social media. You know, I lost 1,500 followers when I said something like wear a mask. I was against college football. I thought college football was putting those kids out as sacrificial lambs. And I, I just... They're not getting paid, and, and, and they were just forcing them basically to play to keep their scholarships, and I, I thought that was really, really disingenuous. I thought baseball really screwed up. I thought that baseball should have ju- uh, chalked the year, and what they should have done, and this is now being addressed now, what I said back then was cancel the season, blame it on COVID. You would have gotten backlash, but not the backlash you're going to get now when you had a collective bargaining agreement coming up. And so what I had suggested was cancel the season, chalk it up to COVID, lock yourselves in a hotel, get Tony Clark and Rob Manfred quarantined for 14 days or whatever the hell it's supposed to be, and don't leave until you have a collective bargaining agreement so that when you come back with fans, you come back with a clean slate, like come back all the way. And now what they've done is they came back and – you have a collective bargaining agreement that expi- you know expires in two weeks. And so we just got sports back, and now you're going to talk about labor stoppages? How out of touch are you? And so I applauded the NBA and the NHL. What the NFL did, I thought they just had proper po- protocols. They were doing it to protect. This is all pre-vaccine. So it was just they were keeping everybody out, and they gave players the opt-out ability. And I thought the NFL was doing it as best they could in a bad situation. But it was COVID be damned. We are not canceling a goddamn thing. And that was fine. It, it was what it was. But here we took it real seriously. And again, you know me a long time. I'm not an alarmist person. Right. That was a serious thing. And I remember going on in Denver. I went on the radio in Denver and I was telling that exact story. And people literally on social media were calling me a coward. Sure. And I just, I couldn't get over the toxicity. The world we live in is filled with toxicity. Uh, 
regardless of whether you're on the left or the right, you vote for someone different than I do. I don't understand why we can't have an adult conversation. I listen to you. You listen to me. We share each other's opinions. We don't have to agree with one another. But at the end, there's no hatred. I respect you and you respect me. I see the, the vile nature. I see the venom on social media. And by the way, Seth, I'm not really sure if social media is the real world, but everyone feels like they have a voice. When it comes to COVID, again, I agree with you. I don't understand how those do not get vaccinated, but I also respect their right to make the decision that they feel is best for them. I don't agree with it, but I don't hate them. They don't stop becoming my friends. Uh, why do you think right, our but, society but it impacts is, my ability to see them? But and why do you think? I hate, and that okay, I hate. Okay, but why do you? Okay, and I get that. But why do you think there's so much venom, so much hatred, so much vile dialogue? And I'm not. And I'm talking about people with blue check marks on social media and everything. It's unbelievable where our country is right now. I mean, it's, it's sad, is it not? Well, it's gotten to the point of where it's vicious. And, you know, the recent uh, infrastructure stuff, the 13 uh, House Republicans that voted for it, they were not doing it because they wanted to spite someone. They were doing it because they're trying to just move on with our country. And well, they were getting death threats. Again, mm -hmm. that's not discourse. Uh, the, the, the guy who wrote the cartoon uh, of, 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 uh, of an anime attacking another uh, House rep, that that's absurd and that all comes from uh the the apprentice host and and the fact is is that you know that that rhetoric started and then cable news just took it and ran with it and they have been cashing in on great ratings ever since and the problem is is that i don't think they have anything but their own best interests to serve and i don't hear it i don't see it i don't watch that stuff i follow Twitter accounts that do. So I'm, you know, I know what's going on and the rhetoric is just gross. And, you know, I don't sit here and I'm not a, uh, an apologist for any one side, but I am on the, uh, on the side of decency and you don't see it now. You don't see it. And, you know, unfortunately it's a lot of it's coming from one area and, you know, the Republican Party is in a really interesting part because there are a lot of good Republicans. The problem is there's these, this Trump crew, whatever they're called, you know, the, this Trump group, and they are vicious, mean, and argumentative all the time. I want to get back to sports, and I want to talk to you about a sport that you and I both love. You and I both love hockey. I've always been a huge hockey fan. Personally, I feel that the Stanley Cup playoffs are the best postseason of any sport. I love it. Uh, if you're with me in the spring, do I have basketball on in my house? No, I have the Stanley Cup playoffs on in my house, and I have them on every night. Why do you think hockey still lags behind the other three sports so much? Well, I think what hockey did in the late 90s, early 2000s, when they went to NBC – I think they, they realized something that uh, has really helped them, which is let's not let's stop trying to make uh, parts of this country uh, care about us when they don't. And what we should do is, is satisfy what we in the in broadcast business knows as the P1s. So in other words, stop worrying about Arkansas and start 
focusing on making sure the Red Wings, uh, the people in Detroit love the Red Wings and people in Philadelphia love the Flyers and, you know, get back to the rivalries. The rivalries in sport, in hockey are the, the best. Um, you hate your rivals as much as you like your team. And, and I don't know any other sport that's like that. Um, I really get the sense that uh, the competitiveness every year in both conferences, and the NBA cannot claim this, Every year in both conferences, there are two or three teams that are good teams that do not make the playoffs. And people say, well, in hockey and basketball, everybody makes the playoffs. That's an old wives' tale. In hockey, you do not consider taking a night off. You have every game is for the playoffs, just to get into the playoffs. And the first round of the NHL playoffs is actually the best of the four rounds because the it's it doesn't become about attrition anymore you know by the end they're exhausted and so the just from a quality standpoint the quality of the games the first round of the playoffs is amazing but i can watch a hockey game and i can literally just stare at it and i'm on the edge of my seat and half the time i'm watching a game that i don't have a horse in the race you know i'm a diehard new jersey devils fan and i and i watch all their games but if i flip on this espn plus now and I'm seeing all these random games. I am I'm gripped. I, I absolutely love it. See, to me, here's the biggest difference between the two sports. In hockey, if you make the playoffs, eight has a decent chance of beating the top seed. There's not much of a difference. In the NBA, I think there's only twice, maybe three times in the history of the league, the eight seed has ever beaten the one seed. The difference between the best team in the National Hockey League or the best team in the conference and the eighth best team is a whisker. It's very little. You know, goaltending obviously comes into it. Momentum in hockey is so important. That's what I love about it. As you said, hockey teams, yes, two points every night is huge because all you need to do is get into the postseason and have a legitimate chance to hold the cup. Yeah, and and the neatest thing about it, you know, from, from a competitive standpoint is the idea that you never have a lull in the season. You know, a lot of times, you know, in the NBA, for example, before Christmas, I would say it's not that intense. There's a, a lull also in February before the playoff rush. In baseball, the dog days of August, you know, you just you, you go. Football is not, not really a fair sport to compare simply because there's only 17 games. It's not, you know, you're not playing 80-plus games. Uh, in the NHL, what, what I debate with the NHL is I'd rather have more inter interdivision games. I loved last year. Last year, in a really smart idea to try to combat COVID, they uh, realigned the divisions just based on geography. And you only played those seven teams in your division. I loved it. We played the Flyers eight times. We played the Rangers eight times, the Islanders eight times. And yeah. I, hate, I loved all those games. I, I thought it was great. No offense to the teams I'm about to say, but when the Minnesota Wild come to town, I don't care as much. I'll watch because <laughs> sure. you know, I'm a P1 for this stuff, but I, I'll, I'll watch. And what hockey has done, and this is a problem with all sports, is what they need to combat. And I had Gary Bettman on Sports with Friends um, a couple of months ago, and I addressed this with him, and all he said was they were on it. They need, they need to get rid of this uh, marriage to these regional sports networks. It has to happen in all three of the, the, these kinds of sports. There has to be, because if you are a 16-year-old a kid and you're a sports fan, 
when you get to be an adult in a couple of years, you don't have cable. And so you should have the access. And if you live in Philadelphia, it should not be easier for you to watch the Cleveland Cavaliers versus the Philadelphia 76ers. And that happens in all sports. I use my daughter as the example because she's a Devils fan. And, uh, you know, I take her to three or four games a year and we watch the team together and it, it, she's a fan. If she goes to college in this net, in this general area, I don't know where she's going to go, but if she goes to, to this general area, she's you lost her. She's not getting cable. She's not jumping through the nine hoops you have right. to do to get this goddamn MSG app, borrow passwords, and all this other garbage just to see the games. I got rid of cable in 2017, and I'm never looking back. Uh, cable is a way of the dinosaur. And to embrace television, I know that, that you want to stick to sports here, but to embrace television through cord cutting, what you become is a better television watcher. When you sit down on your couch, you're never flipping channels. It's what's on my list, what can I watch next, and it's all stuff I've already subscribed to. So to be a better television watcher and a sports fan, what I love is when my phone alerts me that Arsenal's playing. I'm a fan of the Premier League. I want to know at 3 o'clock in the afternoon that Arsenal's playing. Oh, and by the way, click here because this is how you can watch it. That's what the, the, the regional sports networks have to understand, that they have to be able to sell advertising that way. And so if you live in, in, in Washington, D.C., you should be able to see the Capitals on your phone. And if you can fix that in the next 5 to 10 years, that and the NFL needs to uh, figure out who's getting Sunday ticket. Mm -hmm. You know, been on DirecTV, and that's yep. leaving DirecTV. Where does it go? Those two things are game changers for sports fans. You just made this very interesting comments about not having cable TV now in almost five years. Do you find yourself watching the majority of your games from your phone? No. No, I have Apple TV. Okay. Uh, and and when I rebuilt my system here, I have these three giant monitors. I'll take okay. a picture of it and I'll show you. I have these three giant monitors. So what I generally do is I'll put a TV show on one of these monitors so that I work on the other two. And that's that's how I watch a lot of my TV because I do it while I'm working. Um, but we have Apple TV and we have three of them. And they're so easy and so light and so easy to connect that I bought an extra power cord. And so we have two TVs that share one Apple TV because we don't use both of them enough. And so, like, the the idea, you know, we got rid of cable as soon as it was no penalty on DirecTV. So I found out it was December 2017. I showed it, shared it online. I remember taking the cable boxes back. It was a, it was a whole thing. And it was a joke because it was about going toward the future. But – my DirecTV bill was about $215. With all the apps I have combined, it's about $110. Wow. I save $100 a month, and sure. I get more enjoyment. The thing about the phone is that everything that I can watch on this monitor and my Apple TV, I can pick up on my phone. So if I'm on an airplane, if I'm on a train, whatever I need to do, I can take care of those things. I want to wrap this up by switching to the Yankees. I feel that Brian Cashman should not be the general manager of that team anymore. I think he's had yeah, plenty of time. It's obviously not working, and I'm shocked that they brought Aaron Boone back. But I want to start with Cashman. Do you agree with me? 
Well, you know, the, the, the problem that's happened now is it's not just Brian Cashman. Brian Cashman doesn't operate in a bubble. You know, what I know, and Brian's always been honest with me. You know, he's not always forthcoming because of the nature of his job, but he's always been forthcoming with me. Um, he doesn't make one decision on his own, just like Aaron Boone doesn't make a decision on his own. So I, Isn't that what's wrong? Well, but I say this on social all the time when people say, how does Aaron Boone bring that lefty and why do you bring that lefty? Like, <laughs> that is a very antiquated complaint. Because if you think that someone else managing is going to do the exact same thing, because all these guys, and I'm, I don't mean this derogatory, all these managers are puppets. They're all pawns. Uh, Craig Council in Milwaukee, Tori Lovello in Arizona, Dave Roberts in Los Angeles, Alex Cora in Boston. They're all executing something. So what I would say about Brian Cashman is he has established that what he can do is he can recruit as much as, with the best of them. You know, the Stanton deal, he's criticized for the Stanton deal, but the reality was it was a gift. You know, he was given uh, an MVP quality player for virtually nothing. And because of that, he made that trade. But he didn't act alone. He doesn't sit there in, a, in an office on a perch somewhere and go, hmm, what can I do for, for the Yankees today? I just think when it comes to front offices, uh, all throughout baseball, um, the grass is not always greener. And I think that people who just look at, well, the Yankees haven't won the World Series in 10 years. It must be the general manager. It, 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 it's usually not. And I don't think that that's a cure-all. Um, the thing that disappoints me is the managers. The managers, the, the, these managers who they hire are literally just a dime a dozen. There's, there's nothing to them. Uh, the joke that I had is, uh, uh, the Minnesota Twins hired Rocco Baldelli, who in my brain is still a prospect. So, you know, you, you just you look at these guys and they're all young. And the reason why they're all young that they're hiring is because they can talk to millennials because the players are millennials. And it's it's important. That's what has to happen. And so is analytics is analytics running baseball? It's all that runs baseball. That's OK. All it is. So, so, but but it's not only analytics from the managerial position. You're talking about analytics from a front office. You use Brian Cashman as an example. It's like analytics is pretty much running the entire sport, right? That's, but that's all it is. It's 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 unsustainable, and that's that's the the issue. Um, I don't I, I I don't plan on on seeing much of it. You know, when if I need to see something, I can watch those MLB uh, condensed games. In you know six minutes, I'll see everything I need to see for for a game. If I have to cover it for something, uh, I know who won and who lost. But right. to sit there and watch, uh, I physically, I physically do not have the strength to stare at a baseball game and not do anything else. But I can watch an NFL game. I can watch that NFL red zone, and I'll be a couch potato. That that's my couch potato. Right. I will just stare at NFL Red Zone and it's sensory overload. Yep. That is fantastic. Baseball can't come close to that. When they, and they've tried, you know, the zone, uh, D A Z N, they tried to do like a, a red zone kind of yep. for, for baseball. And what they were doing was big at bats with no contact. So it was like, let's go to Baltimore. Oh, he struck out. Let's go to Chicago. Well, oh, that guy's, you know, full count, sure. ninth pitch. 
Yeah. And the managers will say, well, nine pitches, when I know that the opposing pitcher has a pitch count, that's 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 positive. Yeah, but it's boring. Very that's boring. That's the problem. And the, the, that's that's the issue. So to me, like front offices, like that's another thing that old people tweets I always see is, boy, the Yankees better not get a bad shortstop. I'm like, is that, that, that's what you think your biggest problem is? That's not even on your top ten. Are you a proponent of automated strike zones? Uh, get rid of launch angle and talk to me. I, I don't, you know what I mean? I don't think it's going to make a massive difference. It's just like the extra inning thing. I, I think it's stupid. Uh, I think that, the, you know, the, the pitch count rules, you know, about uh, you, you got to throw a pitch within a certain yep. amount. Of, I, the, none of it matters. Uh, make more contact. And I, what I would do is I would outlaw the shift. And then give make it more enticing for hitters to get on base. And if you did that, you might have a different sport. I just I don't know. I kind of think the toothpaste is out of the tube when it comes to launch angle because they're coaching it at the minor league level. So I, I kind of think we're in a point of no return. But if you watch the playoffs and you you reference the playoffs, you saw the way those games were played. Sure. They were not gripping. And that was a six-game World Series. And I've seen six-game World Series that were absolute classics. This yeah. was not that. Great catching up with you, Seth. Uh, I really enjoyed this. I, I hope you have a great Thanksgiving, and hopefully uh, we can do it again. Yeah, anytime you need me on your show, I'm happy to do it. But uh, it's just great to, you know, talk sports, talk a little bit of, you know, other aspects that are going on in our country, man. And I really enjoyed it. Thank you very much. I appreciate you having me, and uh, thanks for having the, the platform, you know. That is going to wrap it up for today. I hope you have a good rest of the holiday weekend. Look forward to being back with you with my podcast next Tuesday and Friday. And of course, Monday through Friday, I will be on Listen App. Just check me out, Listen App. You can go to listenapp.co or download the app. I'm with you weekday afternoons at 3 o'clock Pacific. Hey, make it a fabulous, fabulous rest of the day. Thank you so much for listening to If You Don't Like That with Grant Napier. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Jumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Jumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.